It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. One of the preseason favorites to start the year, the Brooklyn Nets. And it all fell apart. It's like that. Start thinking about the whole year. Still asking why. I mean, I was out, Kev was out, James was traded. It's just a combination of things that happened throughout our year. A lot of stuff that happened throughout the season you need to go well in order for you to be a good team. A lot of things didn't go our way. Jalen Rose, I am David Jacoby. We are Jalen and Jacoby. What is it that we do? Jalen Rose, it happened. Last night at the Barclays Center, the Nets got swept by the Celtics, and we will get to the Nets. But however, let's first focus on the triumphant Boston Celtics and Jason Tatum's ascension into superstar and the defense they played on the Nets offense. Wallace! Wallace! Shout to my Filipino family who've adopted me. I'll have my broom soon. Let me just tell you guys something. I love watching the ascension of a player right in front of our very eyes. And see, the Jason Tatum thing, if you really look deeper into the box score, it ain't just happened in this series. The Celtics have made the Eastern Conference Finals three of the last four years. And the thing I love about Jason Tatum, he continued to add to his game. First, he wanted to get stronger. Then he improved his ball handling. Then he improved his passing. Then he improved his defense. And now he's a complete player that's flirting with all NBA first team status. And the beautiful thing about this is he was doing it against KD. And now we're questioning whether Jason Tatum is a better player after this series than Kevin Durant. That's the type of ascension he had. And I also want to point this out, which is extremely important. He fouled out of that game. Mm -hmm. So now it comes the moment of truth. There are going to be so many people that break down why the Celtics beat the Nets. But the overarching thing is that they were coached tough. When he found out Jalen Brown had the ball at the top of the floor, Jacoby, and he tried to go one-on-one, he lost the ball. He doubled down on it by fouling KD, which is a poor foul. The problem for him is that it happened in front of their bench, too. The difference between these two teams is look at their coach. He's actually allowed to coach the best players. That's any dynamic. Look at all great teams, all great players. The number one relationships is when your coach can discipline, can coach, can challenge your best players. And a mentality now starts to happen. And it happened in another position, Jacoby, the point guard spot. A lot of times that's looked at as an elite spot. 
And you want a guy that can give you the oohs and ahs, right? Between the legs, behind the back like Kyrie, or unlimited range like Steph. But Marcus Smart makes timely, smart plays. Mm -hmm. I want to break down this final play that we just run, and I'm going to tell you some basketball stuff about this play that you ain't going to get nowhere else. You see this right here? That's Marcus Smart actually knowing that that's a one-possession game, and he was given a foul so KD couldn't tie the game with a three. That's what people ain't going to tell you. That's one, and that was a good attempt. Number two, did Kevin Durant miss a clutch free throw? Sure did. Huh? So, so that's where we going now, Jacoby? We missing clutch free throws when we KD in a big situation that could keep it a one possession game? But it's more. I brought up Emei for a reason. When he missed the free throw, what was the Nets doing? That looked like a wreck game. When, mm -hmm. when like the other team is up like seven or eight points and people trying to see, can I run with the people who got next? Can I run? You got a spot for me? You got a spot with me? Can I run with y'all? Like they inbounded the ball and KD did a bad gamble and the ball ends up at half court. And then Marcus Smart loses track of the time of whether he should pull it out. He misses a left hand layup that he shouldn't have took. But since he went hard to the bucket, it's only right. Al Horford, the cleanup man, who Oklahoma City let sit out a season basically, who Boston brought back for leadership and productivity, who's giving them defense, who's giving them rebounding, who's giving them toughness, who's giving them leadership, just kindly taps it back in. That also highlights that the Nets were a small team, not physical team, and didn't have rim protection. The Boston Celtics deserve to sweep the Nets. I'm glad you brought up that they're small and not physical because I saw that play just like you didn't. Do you know what I saw that you didn't mention is before Al Horford tipped it in, Kyrie Irving had position right next to him. Could have put a body on him, could have put his hands into him because he is smaller, but again, he's smaller and less physical. Didn't even attempt to impede Al Horford from that putback. And of course, after the sweep, Kyrie had a lot to say about his spot with this franchise and this franchise's season. Let's listen to Kyrie Irving. Felt like I was letting the team down uh, at, a, at a point where I wasn't able to play. Um, you know, we were trying to exercise every option for me to play, but I, I never wanted to just be about me. And I think it, it became a distraction at times. And, um, you know, as you see, we just had some drastic changes. In terms of my extension, man, I, I don't really plan on going anywhere. So, you know, this is, uh, like I said, this is added motivation for our franchise to be um, at the top of the league uh, for the next few years. When I say I'm, I'm here with Kev, I, I think that it really entails us, um, you know, managing this franchise together alongside Joe and, and Sean and um, just our, our group of family members that we have in, in, in our locker room and our, in our organization. So he's gonna manage the franchise alongside Kev and Joe and Sean. Didn't mention Steve Nass, didn't mention his extension, which is, oh, let me just take a look here. If he opts out, he's up for a $247.6 million five-year extension. If you are Joe and Sean, are you giving that to Kyrie Irving? I know a lot of speculation is gonna happen this offseason, but let me put a couple of things to rest. The Nets will not fire Steve Nash and Kyrie Irving will get his contract extension. Those two things are gonna happen. Now, 
Let me go deeper to the box score for you, family. As much as I praise the Boston Celtics, and rightfully so, shout to Grant Williams. I'm going to make sure I say his name. He was terrific also. And Time Lord for returning when they needed him the most. There's no way the Nets should be the only team in the NBA of the 16 teams that didn't win a playoff game. So, so, so now you ask why. Why didn't the Nets win a playoff game? Because they were never invested this season and you can't cheat the process. I know you guys were enamored, hypnotized all season by the dynamic one-on-one play of KD and Kyrie. But what you wasn't paying attention to is they were also leading the league in isolation. And also when you acquire Ben Simmons, again, that's a deal, Jacoby, that should happen in the offseason. If a gentleman isn't playing in a year because of mental issues, and he also has a back issue, you want to bring him in in the offseason. Introduce him to the franchise, introduce him to the trainer, introduce him to your therapist, allow him to ease himself into your situation. Go through a summer, go through training camp, get to know the team, and then start a season. That's the best way to bring Ben Simmons into the situation. And since that didn't happen, he didn't play. And now I'm going to hold him accountable because, of course, as a teammate, you want to see him out there. But when somebody tells you they have psychological issues, like DeMar DeRozan once did, like Kevin Love must did, we must digest and acknowledge that. And so it's going to be interesting to see if he's able to now use these weeks and months to get himself back whole as a human being so that now he can be a contributor on the basketball court. Jalen, I'm addicted to the Brooklyn Nets. There's still a part of me that's like, listen, you get Ben Simmons right, you get Joe Harris right, you add some other role players, you bring back Bruce Brown and Nick Claxton, and something <laughs> can happen with this team. I can't believe I feel that way. But we have to move on to another tightly contested. The Boston Celtics and the Nets were not tightly contested. However, this series is, it was 2-2 as the Mavs hosted the Jazz, and it was evident early that Luka Doncic is back, he's healthy, and he's in his bag, and he led the Mavs to an easy win against the Jazz. So, Jacoby, you know I like to measure twice and cut once. I ain't trying to be at the bottom of the ticker. I ain't trying to just give a flaming hot take. I'm going to just be consistent with it. I'm disappointed in the Jazz. And a lot of the traits that I saw with the Nets, too many times I see with the Jazz. Mm. Too many times. Like, they're too experienced, they're too good to be getting waxed like this in a playoff game by Luka and the Mavs. Why I want to salute my guy Luca, and he was out there schooling them cats, right? I'm the founder of a, a, a school. Like, I, I, I know what that looks like. He was out there schooling them. You see how he had Rudy Gobert turning around, not knowing where he was? <laughs> like, uh, but, and, and, and again, I'm happy for Jalen Brunson and Finney Smith and Jason Kidd. Like, the Nets, the, the Mavs are ascending. They took the leap. So did the Memphis Grizzlies in the West. They took the leap. But seriously, Utah? Like 112 to 70, 77? 77 points. Seven, I thought it would be more likely they would have 77 at the half 
than at the end of the game. This one, you know what I loved about this game? I went to sleep at halftime. This is the type of this is the type of West Coast game that I love. I can just feel it that I was going to sleep at halftime. However, there was one thing from this game that I missed in the second half, and that was Hassan Whiteside had a hold me back moment. And I don't even think this was a big deal. Hold me back. Like the actual play itself, I do not think was significant at all. Was this even a bad foul? What happened? It just seemed like they got tangled up. It's one of those things where you're getting waxed. You commit a hard foul in front of the other team's bench. You're the tallest guy on the other team, and you're trying to just have a physical pulse. But ultimately, give me that same energy as y'all getting waxed. See that that that's 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 the that's the definition, Jacoby. I, I gotta I, that we call that something. That's fake hustle. Mm. That ain't even a hold me back. That's fake hustle because give me that in the first, second, third quarter. I need, and by the way, when we getting blitzed, I need you to see that. I need you to have that energy towards your teammates. See, that's what I mean about what I would, I'm game. The, the next game is everything for them. Ooh. The next game is everything for the Utah Jazz. And Quinn Snyder is looked upon as in a terrific coaching candidate. And he's done a terrific job with the Utah Jazz and developing that team. And they have so many talented people. Bogdanovich, you know how much I like Jordan Clarkson and Donovan Mitchell. Any team this offseason will hope Donovan Mitchell is going to be on their team the same with Rudy Gobert defensively. And if they getting waxed like this, this day ain't getting broken up like new addition. Oh, yeah. And Donovan Mitchell going to be somewhere like, it's my prerogative. <laughs> Oh, he's going to be right in Madison Square Garden, getting celebrated by the New York Nick Faithful. And World Wide West will be sitting courtside just like he was in game one of this series. Jalen, the most improved player award, award that you once won, came out. And that man, John Morant, won it. But did he even himself feel like he deserved it? We'll explain why I said that right after this. You're watching Jalen and Jacoby. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Coming to you live above the Heineken River Deck here at Pier 17 in New York City. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby. Jalen Rose, no team in the history of the NBA has ever come back from being down 0-3 in a seven-game series. However, the Toronto Raptors are the latest to threaten that. They went into Philly in Game 5 and put on a great performance on both ends of the floor. Nobody, nobody, nobody. 
No body. And, and, and here's the thing. I hate to say I told you so, but like I mentioned to you, Jacoby, if they went to Philly and won that game, what the storyline was going to be, and now it already is, about the history of Doc Rivers and losing 3-1 leads. Mm-hmm. You see my bad boys part two led by Chauncey. Boop, 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 Phillips. And also, Doc Rivers with Lob City and the Clippers. So, as now you look deeper, you're going to say, hold on. Is Doc Rivers the reason? That's what people are going to say if they lose. Now, just imagine this. Doc versus Nurse. I feel like I'm in a hospital. <laughs> say that. <laughs> Say, 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 the Raptors were to come back and win this series. You can't bring Doc back. Mm. Let me say that again out loud. If the Raptors win this series, I love Doc Rivers. You know, I got he's one of the top 15 coaches in the history of the NBA. And I can't wait to see my brother Sam Cassell get a head coaching job that's long overdue. But you can't bring him back if they lose being down 0-3 with this history. And now all of a sudden, you got Joel Embiid at the press conference. Now, let me show y'all, let me, let me teach y'all something. You remember when Joel Embiid used to do interviews with James Harden? Are y'all old enough to remember that? Yep. Okay, that was an empty chair next to him yesterday, wasn't it? Yep. And he was talking about the fact that James needs to be more aggressive, shoot more, and who did he say? Coach, to Coach got to be the one to tell him that. We didn't coach. Uh, that's not my job. That's Coach's job. Coach got to tell uh, him to shoot more. Okay, so that's two strays that Joel, the MVP candidate, lead leading scorer, is throwing at Doc and at James. Y'all get it together. That's what he's saying. And if a team could come back from 0-3, and I told you this was going to be a dogfight if the Raptors was healthy, this is the perfect store for it to happen. Because Embiid has a thumb, Thibel won't play, and Toronto continues to improve. And did I mention that Fred Van, Beat, Fred Van Bleet ain't even playing? He nope. didn't even play. Street and they closed. wax Philly. And they wax Philly. This is a do-or-die game for the Philadelphia 76ers, for sure, who are not making it better, obviously, for them to be somewhat rested and confident going into the next round. All they're doing now is taking a second round series that should have been a seven game series and turning it into a five or six game series. That's what I believe. It is now time for Soft Mover Boss Move. Jalen, the most improved award was awarded to Memphis Grizzlies' Ja Morant, who made the leap from star to superstar, which is an interesting sort of position for someone to win this award, but he gifted the trophy to his teammate Desmond Bain, who made the leap from somewhat unknown to very productive player on a number two seed in the West. Jalen, sophomore boss move, giving away your trophy to your teammate. That's a boss move, and I got breaking news. John Morant just signs a lifetime contract with the Memphis Grizzlies. (laughs) It's lifetime. He's invested, and I love it so much. I love this new generation, how they're not only embracing their teammates, but they're embracing the cities that they play in. 
and it's not necessarily only about if we're going to win the championship this year. It's about building something and loyalty. I love that. And the flyby king, who I flew to Memphis to interview Desmond Bain, who doubled his scoring average from 9 to 18, deserves the opportunity to definitely be mentioned in that category. I think John Moran is in a different category. That's why I didn't vote him for most improved. Like, John Morant is in all-NBA MVP when he's healthy category. Desmond Bain is in most improved from first to second year in the NBA category, along with the other people that we know that involved with that most improved award. So I like what Ja did, and I agree with Ja. If that was a teammate that he felt deserved it, and that's his brother that he wanted to bless, he did it, and I appreciate that so much. Jalen, very quickly, tonight is game five between John Moran and the Grizzlies. They'll be hosting the Timberwolves at home in a 2-2 series. How important is, the, is it for them to win this pivotal game five and go up 3-2? Oh, it's paramount because I believe the team that wins game five when it's 2-2 likely goes on to win this series around 70% of the time. And these two young teams are emerging. But I'm going to tell you what to watch for. Jaron Jackson Jr. has to stay in the game and be productive. Uh, all season, he flirts with five fouls more than any player or as many players as... He flirts with five fouls as often as any player in the league. If he can stay in the game and knock down a couple of threes to get himself confident, his energy picks up. So I want him versus Carl Anthony Towns. I want to see those guys go at it. I want to see that as well. We'll get you ready for more action this evening. Right after this, you are watching Jalen and Jacoby. We get the people what they want. Thank you for watching Jalen and Jacoby on television, but don't forget the experience continues on the podcast where there's always exclusive content that you can't get on television. Make sure you subscribe and follow to our podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby, Jalen Rose. Every day we acknowledge the fact that Brittany Griner, WNBA superstar, is still detained in Russia. Being detained for one day is too long. 68 days is way too long. We here at Jalen and Jacoby are wishing her a speedy return to the United States. Jalen, I did not expect the Suns-Pelican series to be tied at 2-2 as we head into Game 5 in Phoenix. Is it possible? Is it possible that the Pelicans pull out a pivotal the Pelican Game 5? Fly! I can't pick against the Suns overall in the series, but I love the moxie that their young players are bringing to the playoffs. Mm -hmm. I appreciate the talent development that they've done within their roster. And Brandon Ingram playing like Kevin Durant used to play in the playoffs. This is going to be a long series. And my guy Valanchunas with the ugly effect of post moves. I'm rooting for the Pelicans, <laughs> but I am picking the Suns. Tomorrow, we have a very special guest on the show. DeMarcus Ware joins us tomorrow. Tune to that ESPN2, 4 p.m. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956?
30 for 30 podcast and Antscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. We always say we give the people what they want. Part of that is doing podcast-exclusive content for our podcast listeners. I always come up with a bunch of topics of conversation for the pod. I research, I scour the internet. But Mr. Rose, right before we recorded podcast-exclusive, Darrell Revis is back. He said, I got a special exclusive pod update for you, Jacoby. Mr. Rose, the floor is yours. It's a family affair. It's a family affair. And you know I stay 10 toes down in the 313 where I am right now doing this show. And I guess if this was a mob movie, I would have came to the program with a mothball in my jaw. You know what I mean? That would have been today. That's how I would have been feeling. Because just yesterday, I was in downtown Detroit. Yes, I love downtown Detroit. And I was recording and making an appearance in BMF on Stars. Exciting. Was it a that promo appearance or was it like a scripted scene? I was a part of a dope scene. Oh yeah, did they do what it was is they saw this look that you've been rocking recently and they're like, he does look like he's from the era. You know what I mean? They're like, they're like, he definitely looks like he fits in in that 90s era of Detroit that we got going on. We don't even have no to doubt. spend the money on hair and makeup and wardrobe. We'll tell if him you, to show up as is. No doubt. You ever want to invite Jalen Rose to a party, he gonna come dressed like the 80s. I buy everything that I couldn't afford growing up. The Pumas, the glasses, the gazelles, the everything, right? So I got to do a couple of shout outs that is really important to me. Southwest, South Southwest. I got a chance via speakerphone to talk to the OG Godfather, Demetrius Flannery on the phone yesterday, AKA Big Meech. Also got a chance to say hello, take a picture, and reminisce with big bro Southwest T, who was also there. Their sister Nicole, who was a cheerleader when I was in high school. And Meech reminded me of when we won the state championship, and this is when I had hops, Jacoby, of how I just brought the house down with this crazy dunk that I did. Because now you see people do it, it ain't no big thing. But I couldn't really palm the ball. So a lot of times if you see me go for a two-hand dunk, I'm going to start it out with one hand. And because I didn't really have hops, that was just a way to show like your ball skills. You know what Mm. I mean? Have people looking at the ball yeah, while I'm still on the ground, but you're still looking at the ball skills. You know what I mean? And I take that thing with one and then just cram it with two. And I do remember this play that he talking about. It's like one of my favorite dunk ons ever. And you know I only had like one ever. So I remember it. And the dope thing about it is being on set. So shout to the Stars family, the BMF family. Shout to Rodney, the producer, and everybody I got a chance to meet. They doing a terrific job. 
but I gotta give an eternal big shout. I gotta do an eternal shout out. Lil Meech is crushing it. Mm -hmm. For anybody that's ever been on a set, there's so many things that go into delivering your lines, to doing your stunts, to remembering where to stand, to knowing who to interact with, to how many steps to take. Like, I've done this. I've taken acting class. Radio, TV, film is my major. So I get a chance as a fan. I only had like three lines. So I can remember what I got to say. No big deal. <laughs> but, but by the way, for those three lines, I got the paper folded up in my pocket. I keep pulling my paper out. I'm trying to look at my lines. I'm trying to remember because I don't want to be the person that mess up. No. We at the Fox Theater. It's a club scene. So it's like 100 people all moving at the same time. So I can't be the one that mess up my lines. You see what I'm saying? Of course. And, and so I'm like, I'm going to keep looking at my lines. I'm going to keep pulling them at my pocket. And I'm like, I know these three lines. What am I doing? And I realized it was like a nervous energy. And then I look at Lil Meech, and I'm like, I'm like, hold on. I don't see him looking at nothing. He got 20 lines. Yeah. And, <laughs> He's and, eating and a like, sandwich. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, hold on. So I'm like, hold on. So I'm like, hold on. I need to, I need to be a student right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, forget the whole, you know, like, I, I had, I had to, I had to. So first off, just, just think about this parallel. I went to high school from 87 to 91. I was in the NBA, I was uh, in college, as everybody know, from what, 91 to 94. So those were like years where I was literally around when they was moving and shaking. So imagine me, Jacoby, doing a scene that I've actually had happen in real life with Meech, in Southwest T, now I'm doing this scene with their son and nephew. So it took me a couple of minutes to like, wait a minute, I remember standing here with a lime green suit on in the 90s, doing a draft party and having all of this transpire. So I had to get over that. But then I started staring at him for a second. I'm like, I got three lines. He number one on the call sheet. And I ain't see him look down, hesitate, think about nothing, ask nobody nothing one time. And I don't want to give it away, but like, he had to not only talk to like three or four people in the scene, but he also had to participate in an altercation. Mm. So it wasn't like a stunt person doing it for him. You feel what I'm saying? So like you talking, 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 see, 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 boom, 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 and then he's in an altercation, and then he doing more lines, and he, re I'm like, I'm like, hold on, and he wearing gaiters and a fur coat. <laughs> in like, altercation? Yeah, I'm like, hold, I'm like, I'm like, hold on, I'm like, hold on, I'm like, I'm like, this is the best dressed man I've ever seen on television. Like, and, 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 and then it reminded me of something the game changers that BMF and Big Meech were. And that's why you see so many artists. Big, think, think about Rick Rose. I think I'm Big Meech. Larry, Larry Hoover. Hoover. Jeezy, T.I. 
there isn't a person in hip hop that hasn't and won't pay homage to Detroit's own BMF. So for me to be affiliated with them then, family dog, family. And to now be able to like see the progression and all of us is like this phase of our lives. It was truly an honor to be there. And it was one of the funnest days I've had in Detroit as an adult in a long time. Wow. And some tells me you've had some fun days in Detroit as an adult. Some tells me, you know, what? I've had some fun days in Detroit as an adult with you. <laughs> and it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> so I don't know what your definition of a long time is. Or a fun time. But shout to you. Jalen, a couple things I want to discuss. The Suns are without Devin Booker. And they face the Pelicans tonight in one of the more intriguing series. I just can't fix my lips to say the Pelicans are going to win this series. When they won like 36 regular season games or whatever they won. Just my question isn't who's going to win the series, but like, can you see the roadmap? Can you see them? Can you see them winning a close one in game five and then the energy of home takes them to game six? Can you see it? Family, I see the roadmap. You see it. For sure. You got GPS? You got that Waze? And, 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 and the problem for the Suns is their team won't have Devin Booker. So now, if you eliminate Devin Booker, I'm going to give you the elephant in the room roadmap. And I ain't talking about Brandon Ingram's dynamic play. And I'm not talking about what Chris Paul had the capabilities to do in the fourth quarter. I'm going to say something that doesn't appear on the stat sheet. Age. Mm. And in the first, we're going to talk about Chris Paul taking over in the first quarter, in the fourth quarter. But usually in NBA games, you don't have young legs like Alvarado picking up 94 feet the first three quarters. Mm. And see, you ain't gonna have no big in the backcourt to screen for you every time. They gotta get up the floor and run the play. There was an eight second call that he got against CP3 that I don't even think CP3 got to the free throw line or the three point line, let alone close to half court. I had never seen that happen. Jaylen. When the last time in an NBA game you see one player lock another player up and get an eight second call? I've, I've seen it, but it's usually closer than that. You know what I mean? Like I, When that whistle happened, I thought they called a foul on either Chris or Jose because it was so unnatural looking to get an eight second from like the free throw line extended or around the, the, the three point line. But Jalen, you, you bring up age and young legs and I kept waiting for Chris Paul in that game four to do what he did in game one. Game one, do you remember what he did in game one? I think he had, I don't know if he scored or accounted for about 15, 16 straight points. Basically just, just shut the game down, said there's no chance for you Pelicans in a close game. However, that was game one. And what happens in game one? Pelicans are playing in the playing game. Chris Paul gets to rest for an entire week. And, and maybe there's something to that. I keep waiting for that game one Chris Paul to come back. However, Chris Paul is a highly competitive, motivated individual. And he's been watching Jalen and Jacoby. 
He's been watching us celebrate Alvarado and put the eight-second call up there. And he and, and he he knows about that hard foul he had on Herb Jones and how agitated he was. And he's had two days to rest. So I imagine that we will not see game four, Chris Paul, in game five. We'll see game one, Chris Paul, in game five. The, the the thing that I mean about age is regardless of the game, he ain't getting no younger. And that means you have to pick and choose your spots. That That's really where I'm going with that. And it can't be 38 minutes, 35 points, 30 field goal attempts because D-Book is out. That ain't what it's about to be. You know what I mean? And so I talked to you about the ground, Alvarado. Let's talk about the air, Herb Jones, blocking people jump shots from three-point line. Like, just incredible athleticism, recovery, defensive instincts. He, the sky's the limit for him as it relates to, like, defensive, all defense, a defensive player of the oh, year. Yeah. The way the way Thibel and, uh, like, Took the league by storm as a young player, as a perimeter defender. He's this year's Herb. Herb Jones is that version this year. And now let me go to the three-point line. Murphy, the third. And so now you got three young guys. And let me tell you, I'm going to go deeper into the box. I'm going to go deep. I may even go deeper into my text messages. That's what Willie's trying to develop because that's what they just did in Phoenix with Bridges in both camps. The exact mm -hmm. same thing. Mm -hmm. The exact same thing. So you now develop those guys. They become supplemental role players for your all-star, all-NBA players. And now in a playoff series, Jacoby, those young legs become agitators. Yeah. Running off fast, jumping, like pumping up the crowd. You know how it is when you start to get older. You're like, dog, like, dog, that's just a, you just got two points and you jumping all around acting crazy. But it means everything <laughs> yeah. to them because they are young. You see what I'm saying? And so the one thing that's going to save the Suns is home court advantage. That's what's going to save the Suns. Mm. But they're going to be on their heels. Just like the Raptors, I told you, going to be on the Sixers' heels. A lot of great action tonight. Uh, before we go, we want to get to one voicemail, but I also want to say, Pusha T's new album, please just give it a spin. If you're listening to Jalen and Jacoby, and you haven't, you haven't hit Pusha T yet, give it, give it a spin. There's a J-verse on there. There's, 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 a, there's a lot. There's a lot of great bars on Pusha T's album. If you call 985-80-Jalen, you can leave us a voicemail. If you leave us a voicemail, we'll put it on the show just like this. What's up, Jalen? What's up, Jacoby? Shout out, Reg. This is Hunter from Richmond. I got a podcast exclusive question for Jacoby. Just listening to you talk about getting done with your rec league. You know, you shot your shot after the, or, you know, when you're up 20 or whatever, and then you get home and you don't shower. And you've <laughs> talked about this a lot. And it's always funny. But then I'm, I'm thinking about your wife, thinking about Joey. And she's like, all right, you come home, and you've said you're a sweater. You sweat a lot. So <laughs> you got to wear a shirt 
and you gotta wear some pajama pants. So that's my question. Are you getting in the bed, taking off your shirt, and getting under the sheets after you just sweated? Or are you being a little bit respectful to your wonderful wife and keeping your shirt on, putting on some long johns or something? Because <laughs> if I get in the bed after sweating next to my wife and I don't shower, it's game over. So I love y'all. Hope y'all are doing well. Peace. Big shout to Hunter and Richmond. This is just something. One time I was just feeling, I was just, we made a confession. You know what I mean? I felt like sharing to the world. I don't These lie to the microphones. And I just confess, confess that sometimes after a rec league game, I don't shower before I go in bed. However, well, Hunter, there's a couple things that you're missing. Yes, I'm very sweaty. However, I don't stink, right? So <laughs> it, again, and I don't walk off. It's not like the buzzer rings. I get yelled at by the other team, called names, and then I go straight from the gym to the bed. You're forgetting a very important thing. It's Wednesday night. A lot of NBA games on. So you go straight from the game, change drawers, change socks, change clothes, put deodorant on, then go to the bar, watch the games from the bar, maybe have a couple beers, right? <laughs> and then by that time, I'm no longer stinky. I'm no longer sweaty. Like, I'm just a regular civilian coming off the street and getting into bed without a shower. That is my contention. It's not like I'm going straight from the gym to being, like, soaking wet and getting into bed with my wife. To answer your question fully, I'm I'm a draws. I used to be a naked sleeper, but then when you have kids, they be popping in your room all the time. And you can't really, you can't be a naked sleeper when you got little kids. So I'm a draws-only sleeper winter, spring, fall, summer. And he said, you see how he finished the question? He goes, do you put long johns on or a shirt or do you respect your wife? He's, he made it sound like I'm either, I'm either wearing like a full winter suit to bed or I don't respect my wife. I respect my wife very much. Big shout to her. She just got her 25th birthday <laughs> or something like that. I forget the number. This weekend we celebrated her. Thank you so much for the call, Hunter, and all the people that call. Mr. Rose. Who do we can have I chime in? Can I, can I, can I yeah, chime in about? Yeah, go okay. ahead. So Jacoby, I want to huh? tell you something. How can you determine that you don't stink? Smell myself. So yeah. you're, go so you're going to tell us as human beings that you just played a rec league basketball game. Mm-hmm. But you're going to tell us how to feel about the way you smell after. Is, yeah, that, is I that what sweat, I heard? I sweat so much, it's kind of like taking a shower. Sweat doesn't equal funk. Like all the toxins, all the smells, all of that gets washed out of the system. I'm cleaner after sweating than I am after a shower. <laughs> that's, that's my contention right there. Okay, that, there's a level of delusion there. I get uh, it. Maybe, maybe. And, 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 and the other thing I want to stress to you is when you say smell yourself, um, you know that usually probably entails your underarms. You know there's yes. something, something called body order, right? Mm. Yes. And that comes from different areas of your body that we can also smell, like your feet, maybe your midsection. Like mm. other people can probably smell and your buttocks, like <laughs> you're running. Glutes. Glutes. Yeah. You probably used the bathroom once or twice that day. You know what I mean? You ate a nice lunch. At some point, you had to go to the bathroom once or mm. twice. Mm. So between sweating, 
and standing to use the bathroom and sitting to use the bathroom and working all day. And here's another thing I want to add to this. Jacoby come to work sweating because sometimes in New York, people ride bikes and use public transportation. Yeah, yeah. very sweaty. So he's already sweaty at nine in the morning. So basically, you're going to tell us you're sweating at seven in the morning and you're sweating at nine at night. But you're going to tell us the more that you sweat, the better you Cleaner, sweat. I get it. Yeah. Well, let's also not forget there's the midday yoga, midday yoga shower after that. So there's, a, there's always an afternoon shower worked in there. Not okay. every day. Not every, every you day. Don't go to, you go to yoga every day you play basketball? Yeah. That's part of it. Get limber. Are you lying into, are you lying into a microphone? I mean, every day? No. But like last week? Yeah. The week before that? Yeah. The week before that? Yeah. Like probably five weeks in a row. So that's pretty much every day to me. I don't okay, like the so, microphones. So call 98580-JALEN and just tell us what you guys think about Jacoby's habits. And let us know, do you smell better after you sweat? <laughs> that, that, like Jacoby that was, that was That was tongue-in-cheek. I do not smell better <laughs> after I sweat. But you know, one thing I do do, though, is, I, is one, I do a couple things. Number one, I can tell when I stink. Because sometimes I'll just be, like, <laughs> reaching for the ball or whatever, and I'll smell my own. I always got deodorant on deck. Because you always bring the backpack to the gym. So I got deodorant in the backpack. And here's what I do for my opponents. I respect my opponents. I put deodorant on before the game. You know what I mean? I put deodorant on before the game. <laughs> Just, just, you know, I respect There's my a opponents. term for that. There's a term for that. It's called sweet funk. So, oh, sweet funk? Yeah, oh, that's exactly yeah. what that's nah, called. Nah, we, just, we just got my new nickname. <laughs> we just got my new nickname. <laughs> Here comes old sweet funk. Just missed another left-handed layup. Sweet funk, one for three from the line. It's about honest, honest percentages. Oh, man. We, who is going to join us on the program tomorrow? Mr. Rose. There's a great chance that not only DeMarcus Ware, Whoa. future Hall of Famer that has 138 and a half sacks will be joining Jalen and Jacoby, but there's also a chance later in the week, Lyrical Assassin, Path Poose, Lyrical Assassin will also be joining Jalen and Jacoby. We doing it big. We about to step love, up the guest it. list. So here's it. what I want everybody to also do. I know there are a lot of shows that you guys consume online. Make sure you're checking out the Renaissance Man each week. New episode drop every Thursday. I know you're checking out multiple TV shows, but here's what I want y'all to do between now through the NBA draft. I'm about to go in my phone. And I want y'all to compare the quality and the versatility of guests that you get on Jalen and Jacoby versus the other shows that you consume. And you tell me who gives the people what they want. We'll be back tomorrow. Why is that, Jalen Rose? We're not done. We're not done like the Blastmaster, KRS-One, once famously said into a microphone, we are not done. ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, 
you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Allstate. 